0: Yo, what's going on guys? This is Mustache MMA, and welcome to episode 8 of Best Bets, UFC Fight Night, Santos versus Ankalaev. Uh, I'm going to be going through all the books, or at least the books that I use, um, and kind of dissecting all the bets that are available for each fight in this card. And I'm going to give my best bets uh, for this card. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into it before actually we get into it i'm just going to share my um results really quick uh so as you can see highlighted here our results for ufc 272 for the best bets went seven and three um nine units in play returned 15.4 so i netted 6.4 units so a um a very good day uh for the best bets as you can see the best damn um, card i've had so far this year for the best bets so um nice work there and then um, also just kind of want to go into the overall uh, results as well Um, as you can see for ufc 272 so um in total um we returned uh, a net of plus 8.06 units Um, that is combined the best bets in the parlay place both my positive um and yeah total positive results for this card 8.06 units so pretty pretty nice there um actually i wanted to actually go to the results kind of went out of order but um the total for the year uh for the best bets is 7.71 units positive um so yeah kicking off uh, march blazing hot so far uh for the best bets so um, looking to continue that with this card um and I think that's it. Oh, actually, yeah, really quick. I wanted to go into the actual individual bets from last week, um, so you guys can see those as well. So uh, Covington decision was a win. Dos, Anjo, dos Anjos, um double chance. KO, TKO, or decision was a win. Uh, Holland Moneyline and over 1.5 was a loss. Got to that second round, but um, he got the KO in uh, the first 30 seconds, unfortunately. Uh, Spivak Hardy fight ends by KO, TKO was a win. Turner Malarkey starts the third round, uh, a loss. Turner got that second round TKO pretty quickly as well. Um, and then Rodriguez' decision was a win. off submission was a win. That was a good one at plus 2.10. Um, Jacoby Michael O. fight starts the third round. That was a win. LA decision plus 450. Another good win. Um, although it was half a unit still plus 450. Returned two points units. Very nice there. And then uh, Nagumaranu um, KO TKO. Um, that was a loss as uh, Kennedy. Uh, actually no, um, that outcome is incorrect. He actually uh, Nagumaranu got the um, split decision victory. So that. That outcome is incorrect, but uh nevertheless, it is still a loss for that bet. Um, yeah, so that's all I wanted to go through for um UFC 272 bets. Uh let's get into UFC fight night, Santos versus Ankalaev. a uh, little bit of earlier start here, 4 p.m. Eastern time. So uh yeah. Starting up on the first card of the um first fight of the card, we got Tafan Nuchukwi versus Azmat Merzikadoff. Um, now, for whatever reason, um, I don't know what happened with this fight in terms of DraftKings, uh, but DraftKings usually is the book that has the lines up the quickest. Uh, FanDuel doesn't have any props up yet for this bet, um, and DraftKings should, but for whatever reason, the entire um, fight is not bettable right now. So maybe they'll fix that, maybe they won't. Um, but the reason I'm uh, still going along with the videos because I already have a play for this fight um and it obviously is the money line but um a little a little bit of a, a twist on here so i love uh, azamaza merzikov as, uh, in this spot he's about um at all the books about around a -180 minus -185 180, minus favorite now i actually got him um about a week and a half ago maybe 2 weeks um uh, at minus 136, so I beat the line. I threw one unit on minus 136, uh, Mirzakanoff. That was an official play. Um, that was actually a Twitter play. So um, really quickly to show you um, that, as you can see here, um, dated February 25th. Uh, locked that in at minus 136 for one unit. So it got really good um line value on that, and I think it may climb even higher than that, to be honest. Um, I don't mind to play at minus 180, although it'd be interesting to see what happens when the props come out. So, uh, an official one-unit Twitter play um, that I played about, you know, two weeks ago on Merzikhanov, minus 136 on FanDuel. If you're not following me on Twitter already, go ahead and give me a follow, mustache underscore MMA. Um, I do a lot of early plays um, on my Twitter try to beat the line i'm usually pretty i'm somewhat successful on it as you can see there'll be another one that i didn't have great success on at least um for today as of today we'll see what where the line closes on saturday but uh nevertheless Kanoff was a big hit and a a big line beat so far um so yeah moving up the card we got uh guido canetti versus chris motinho Uh, Chris Moutinho, Sean O'Malley's punching bag. uh, Guido Canelli, the 42-year-old fighter. So, um, you know, very interesting matchup here as um, they're almost kind of thanking Chris Moutinho for stepping up on short notice to get um, beat up for three rounds by Sean O'Malley and uh, trying to give him a win here. But I I actually think Guido Canelli is pretty decent here. Um, So bets I was looking at, Guido Guido Canelli by decision, Matinho by decision, and then Canetti uh, money line over one and a half, Matinho money line over one and a half. You know, uh, obviously there's one that I'm I'm leaning towards. Um, that you can obviously see, I'm I'm looking at all the overs, I'm looking at decision plays. So um, naturally, um, I'm going fight goes the distance here. I think it's a really good play. Uh, reason being, and it's really good value too. So you know, reason being, I think it's good value is because. Uh, Guido Canelli and Chris Moutinho, both all of their losses, um, have all come by finish. Now, Chris Moutinho, all of his, uh, I believe a majority of his wins, if not all of them, are by finish. Um, However, um, it's the very low level competition. Guido Canelli is better than all the competition that he has finished. And then on the other hand, Guido Canelli, um, his last two victories have both come by decision. Um, and then his wins by finish have been, again, by poor competition. So I think this one is is a really good play. Um, minus 110 over on DraftKings. Um, let's actually double-check Fanduel really quick to see if it's out. Um, sometimes I get caught up with, um, you know, betting one book a little too early before the other books come out. And then I end up screwing myself over some value. But... Um mm, anyway, nevertheless, the video's already started and I've already locked in the bet. So official play, one unit, fight goes the distance, minus 110 over on DraftKings. I think this is a good one for all the reasons I already stated. Moving up the card, we got Cody Brundage versus Dalcha Lam Gambuka Bula. Um uh, honestly I I want nothing to do with this fight, to be honest. Uh I looked at Lem Gambula by Moneyline, Um, just Moneyline, maybe a knockout. Cody Brundage, maybe a decision play here. His wrestling may come into play. Um, But yeah, I don't really know what's going to happen here. I mean, Doucher doesn't have much of a gas tank, but he's super powerful, powerful, super strong. Cody Brundage, maybe a little bit chinny. He could get put away by Brundage. Um, you know, Brundage is going to use his wrestling though. Is he going to be able to maintain Gambula, or is he going to be able to power his way out? You know, um, Gambula could get finished in the later rounds. Brundage could take him to a decision. Uh, There's just a lot of possibilities and things that are up in the air here with this fight that could happen, which is essentially the whole reason why I'm just going to take a whole pass altogether. So, moving up the card, we get Sabina Mazzo and Miranda Maverick. Um, you know, this one I contemplated for a little bit, but, you know, overall I'm going to go with a pass. Now, um, you know, I was really pondering on a Maverick decision, minus 120 over on Fandle. Uh, I just don't know if there's that much value on it. You know, Maverick could potentially get a submission, maybe in the later rounds as well, but. At the same time, Mazzo has been pretty good with her submission defense. She only got submitted once in her career. Her last time out, but it was more of a club and sub, so it wasn't necessarily a straight submission um, loss for her. Um, anyway, I was also looking at maybe a Mazzo decision. You know, she's gonna throw a ton of volume on the feet. Maybe she has some success with stuffing some takedowns. She could maybe get a split decision victory. Also, again, female MMA. I, I really don't like female MMA when it goes to the judges' scorecards. Because those are the ones that seem... The women seem to get screwed over more often than the men, in my opinion. Um, And, you know, picking a decision, a female MMA fighter to win by decision, I have to be very confident that they will unanimously win two rounds in at least two judges' eyes. And um, I'm not 100% sure that'll happen. I still do lean that Maverick decision, minus 120. I'm probably going to put it in a parlay, but it's not going to be in a straight bet. Um... I did actually look at a Maverick by submission in the second or third round, maybe a later submission, um, you know, plus 1,100. Not too bad odds there, to be honest. Um, you know, after Mazo has maybe been on her back for, you know, way too long, maybe she just gives up bad positions at that point, tries to somehow get out of it, and unsuccessfully turns her back or something, and Maverick can maybe get a choke. Um, but, yeah, Mazo, you know... She's not good on the ground. Maverick does have good takedowns. Um, she also has good grappling, good top control. You know, I, I, as soon as she gets into the ground, I think they're staying there for the whole round. She's going to get a lot a lot of top control time. Um, it's just not going to be good in the judges' eyes, in my mind, for Matt Mazzo. But again, she throws a lot of volume on the feet. Maybe she can stuff most of the takedowns, potentially. She might have a chance. Um, but anyway, pass for this fight here. Uh, moving up to the card, we got Damon Jackson versus Kamiol Kirk. Again, this was another Twitter play, play, but this one actually didn't really go in my favor. Um, so, but let's get it up here so you guys can see it for proof. Um, official one unit play on Kirk, minus 115 on BetMGM, as you can see. Um, so this one actually has kind of shifted a little bit. Um, I believe you can get Kirk at at some books at about plus 100, plus 105. Again, I don't really understand the line movement, though. Um, you know, I thought I was getting a really good price on Kirk. At the time, uh, on other books, Kirk was like about a minus 135, minus 130, minus 125. Um, and I got him at one minus 115 on Bit MGM. I thought that was going to be the lowest price for whatever reason. Money coming on Damon Jackson. Again, I don't get it. He doesn't have any striking. Striking is poor, in my opinion. Wrestling really isn't that good, in my opinion elite grappler sure but he's got to get it there and then on the other hand kirk has really good grappling as well he has the grappling to kind of um subdue that offensive game that jackson may play and kirk has a a huge advantage on the feet i think he has he has good wrestling defense um good wrestling overall in my opinion um he's just pretty well rounded um I mean, there is the factor that he's coming in on short notice, but he's come come in on short notice multiple times in his career against Billy Q in the Contender Series, um, against Maquamid Arquani. Um, He did get the win in that, but it was definitely controversial, for sure, a very close fight. But, you know, Maquamid Arquani, um, some of the best wrestling probably in the division, and You know, he fared decent in that bout, you know, although getting taken down, um, I believe, five times. uh, You know, he was active off his back. He was working his way to his feet. He was playing it safe. You know, I think Damon Jackson's only chance to victory here is a submission, to be honest. Um and I, I just don't see it happening with Kirk. You know, maybe he gets a decision victory, um, Jackson, based on top control time, but I, I don't see it. I, I love Kirk in this spot. That's why I hit it early at minus 115. You guys have the opportunity to get it even a better price. I, I think you jump on that now because I think as we maybe shift towards Saturday, I think we see that jump back up. But again, I was wrong when I bought it at, at minus 115, so maybe I'm wrong saying that there now. But nevertheless, I really like Kirk in the spot. Um, yeah, official one unit Twitter play. Uh, Kirk money line minus one fifteen on BetMGM. Uh, moving up the car, we got Trevin Jones versus Javid Basharat. Uh, this is another one I didn't really want to tr- um, to really uh, put any action on. I mean, it's just tough because Trevin Jones, man, he comes out here and he's losing his fights, and then all he needs is just one power punch to land and then lights out. Maybe not lights out, but essentially lights out, and he finishes them and gets the win. Um, you know, uh, he was losing his fight against Timur Valiev. Uh, I think he was losing his fight against Batista, and then again, but getting knockout victories in the second round, and then Said Yokub Akhromyantov comes in, and uh, he gets the win. Um, it's a pretty close fight up until the finish in the third round. Um, so it, it would have been interesting to see what it would have gone to if it went to a decision, but, um, but yeah, Kevin, Trevin Jones got stuck in a couple, some sub- tricky submissions and tight submissions at times, got out of one, couldn't get out of the other in the, in the third round and, and it was all over. Um, Javid bashara coming off the contender series looked very, very, very impressive, heavy ground and pound, good wrestling, good top control, stand up. Uh, I didn't really see much stand up and he also keeps his hand, hands low. So that's one of the kind of things that really wanted me to stay away from this. Um, you know, he keeps his hands too low for me. And for a guy like Trevin Jones, um, that's dangerous. So, you know, Jones could get the knockout here. Uh, Basharad, he is a submission. Uh, I believe most of his wins on his resume are via submission. Um, so that is a path to victory for him as well. Could also be a decision. Trevin Jones does have decent grappling as well. Um, yeah, again, similar to the uh, Daocha, Langambula, and Cody Brunnage fight. I just think there's a lot of different path to victories for each of these guys. So it's hard to pick any props. It's hard to pick an over-under or a fight goes the distance or it doesn't. Um, so for that reason, yeah, I'm, I'm staying away from it. Uh, moving up the card, we got J.G. Aldridge versus Jillian Robertson. So um, this one, I do have a play, and I really favor the play here at plus money. So fight goes the distance at plus 122 over on FanDuel. Um, you know, I looked at an Aldridge decision, plus 130 on FanDuel. I do favor her to win this one, um, you know, over two and a half, minus 125. Fight starts the third, minus 132. Um But you know, again, I ended up going with fight goes the distance plus one twenty two over on Fanduel. I think it's really, really good value. Um, So I'm throwing one unit on that. I don't know if I always forget if I ever say that. Um, I'll just say it all over again. One unit, fight goes the distance plus one twenty two on Fanduel. Anyway, now we can move on. Um, so JJ Aldrich, she's essentially been like a decision machine her whole career. She doesn't have much power in her hand. She has good technical striking, just kind of, you know, throws a decent amount of volume. Um, I would say good volume actually. Um, you know, is pretty successful with landing on her opponents. Uh, good takedown defense. Um, maybe call it decent to good. You know, um, I, I wouldn't say maybe good actually, but, you know, it's good enough. And I think it's going to be good enough against a girl like Jillian Robertson. So, uh, Jillian Robertson, you know, really high level grappling for sure, uh, offensively at least. Um, And that's what we kind of want to stay away from, right? So Jillian Robertson, obviously, her one path to victory is is the submission for sure. You know, she could potentially get a decision as well and, you know, gain that from maybe top control time. Uh, But it's more likely that the submission play here is what's going to happen. But, you know, J.J. Aldrich, we've seen before, her takedown defense is pretty decent. She's able to stuff a decent amount of those at the same time. She's also able to get back to her feet pretty quickly. Um, she has a pretty significant reach advantage, so if she can maintain um, if she can maintain that range pretty well against Jillian Robertson as well, it's gonna be hard for Jillian Robertson to close that distance going for the takedown. Um, like I said, Jillian Robertson, I don't think her her takedowns or, or wrestling is, is very that good. So I think JJ Aldridge is gonna have good success stuffing those takedowns, keeping it on the feet, keeping it at range, piecing her up. Also, Aldrich has the cardio edge here, for sure. Uh, Robertson does tend to um, slow down in the third and and at times gas. She's coming in on short notice as well, so that's going to play a factor. Um, So, yeah, all those reasons. I love this fight to go the distance here. Uh, One unit fight goes distance, plus 122 on FanDuel, even though I said it probably four times. saying it one more time for you guys to hear. Um, That's pretty... Probably, based on the value, that's probably one of my favorite plays of the fight. Uh, I think very good value there. Uh, moving up the card, we got Matt Semmelsberger versus AJ Fletcher. Um, so this one I debated on for a while, but I ended up going with a play. So I was looking at Semelsberger, KO, TKO. Fletcher's submission, potentially, you know, he uses wrestling a lot. He does have a good amount of uh, submissions on his resume. We haven't seen a lot of Semmelsberger's wrestling and or grappling. So a bit of a question mark, Um, you know, fight starts the third round. Uh, Anyway, what I ended up going with was actually an overplay. I usually do not play over-unders because I don't like the value on them. I usually instead like to go for uh, fight starts the third or fight doesn't start the third um, or even fight goes distance, those kind of plays. Um, Because I I like the value better on them significantly. But for here, I think I want that extra two and a half minutes. And I'll explain why. So anyway, I went with the over 1.5 minus 135 over on bet MGM, throwing one unit on that. Uh, there is a bit of line movement on this as well. Um, it was minus 135 on FanDuel. That's jumped up to minus um, 150. Same thing with DraftKings, I believe. It was a little lower, somewhere around the minus 155 area as well. So uh, head over to BetMGM. you get the best price uh, for what it is now. And I think it will it will disappear soon and probably move up closer to minus 150 like the other books. Uh, nevertheless, jumping into more of the fight here. So Matthew Summersberger, you know, we have... He has really good power. Obviously, you can say, you know, he has two um, sub 16-second knockouts on his resume. However, one guy didn't belong to be in the UFC. He was on there on short notice. The other guy, Jason Witt, um, super, super chinny guy. So, you know, I, I don't know. You know, He obviously does have good power because he knocked, knocked those guys out cold. But at the same time, he has two other UFC fights. Both went to decision. So, I'm in this kind of zone where I'm thinking, like, does this guy really have the good, good power? Well, yes, he does, but is he does he have the ability to consistently land those shots? And you know, can he consistently can that power carry as well? We don't know because you know he has two knockout wins in the UFC and they've both been under 30 seconds. So that leaves me going for the over, obviously. AJ Fletcher, um, you know, he's 9 0. He is a finisher as well. Eight of his nine victories via finish. Um, but you know, a lot of that competition is not very good at all, to be honest. His only really impressive victory was his last fight on the Contender Series, where he I think he knocked off a guy who was like eleven and two or something like that. So I think what's going to happen here, uh, Matthew Samuelsberger, really really long reach um aj fletcher is gonna have to do something about that so you know expect aj fletcher he moves a lot as well aj fletcher good movement side to side forward backward um you know hard to probably trigger and and figure out what he's doing but he's gonna have to come in eventually and that's where sunnisberger is gonna attack um but fletcher what he's looking to do is probably close the distance probably use his wrestling and engage in the wrestling game so I think a lot of wrestling is going to happen in this fight, uh, potentially someone gets a takedown um, and some grappling also occurs. So Semlisberger, he does have a wrestling base, I believe he wrestled in high school, so uh, I've seen a little bit of it on the tape too, and it looks pretty good, looks pretty explosive. Um, not sure about the grappling game, but but nevertheless, I mean, i just like this one to go over one and a half. I, don't think AJ Fletcher is going to get called early, which I think is the big problem. I don't think AJ Fletcher is going to be able to do much to Matthew Semmelsberger, to be honest. Um, now I'm thinking now instead of getting fight starts to third, which I was thinking of, I like that extra two and a half minutes because um, we haven't seen AJ Fletcher go past that first round very often, and he does put on quite a pace, quite a p- uh, pressure and pace uh, and volume. So. Is he going to be able to maintain that? That's the big thing. Um, I like getting that extra two and a half minutes because I don't know. I don't I don't know if he's going to be able to do it. So I'm going to play it on the safe side, um, do the over one and a half. Um, you know, Stemmelsberger could catch him in the later of the second round. I'll be very happy if that happens for me switching to the over one and a half rather than fight starts the third. But, you know, even if the fight doesn't start the third, I'll still be all right. I still got my win. I just didn't get as good value as I could have, but I did play it safe because I thought it was the safer play, um, obviously. Um, so yeah, all those reasons. Uh, official play, one unit, over one and a half, minus 135, a wrong bet, MGM. Moving up the card, we got Bruno Silver versus Alex Pereira. Um, this one may be surprising to some of you, the bet that I'm going to do, but I think I have reason behind it. And I think it makes logical sense, to be honest. So, obviously, I was looking at plays like Pereira by knockout TKO over 1.5, potentially. Um, ended up going with fight starts the second round. Minus 110 over on draftings. I think it's a really good value, to be honest. I mean, we look at this fight. These guys both have crazy power. You know, Alex Pereira is going to have the edge on the feet. We know that. Uh, I think he knows that. I think Bruno Silva has to know that. He's a high-level kickboxer with crazy power. Technicality, he's got the dub. Power, he's probably got the dub as well. Maybe the power is really close, but maybe Eileen Pereira. Anyway, Bruno Silva, 22 victories. Of those 22 victories, 19 by knockout or TKO. That is some lethal power as well. So I think both these guys, coming out early, going to have to respect each other's power, feel each other out, throw out some feints for each of them, see who's biting, see who's not. You know, Just kind of download what's going on. I think it's not going to be a whole really active round, maybe towards the end of the round, maybe halfway mark. Then some hands start throwing a little bit more, some action we see. Um, And on the other hand, Bruno Silva, like I said, I think he has to know that Pereira has the edge here. So what is he going to look to do maybe? Clinch him up? Um, try to take him down. I mean, Silva has a BJJ black belt. Um, it's something he's never used in his career because he doesn't have a single submission on his on his resume. Uh, but he does have a BJJ black belt, so he could use that to his advantage if he's able to get this one to the ground. Um, you know, as you can see here, too, a huge reach advantage for Pereira. He's going to have to close that distance somehow. Um, Pereira's pretty good at keeping range, but you know, Silva <clears throat> close the distance, clinch up. Work in the clinch. Uh, all those reasons, I like to fight to start the second round. Minus one ten, DraftKings official one unit play. Uh, Bruno Silva also um, in the three UFC fights that I've watched, he's never really been the main aggressor, aggr- aggress aggressor. Um, you know the his opponents have attacked him, which will probably be similar here. You know, Bruno Silva again, like I said think he's going to respect the power of Pereira. He's going to be pretty cautious early. May clinch up, may wrestle. So all those reasons. Um, official one-unit play. Fight starts the second round. Minus 110, DraftKings. Said it for the fifth time, probably. <laughs> uh, Drew Dober versus Terrence McKinney. Terrence McKinney's back here, guys. Um, coming in on short notice two, three weeks ago. Getting a really impressive first-round sub. Um, took very little damage, so it makes sense that he's going to come back here and, and try to get the win over Drew Dober. I don't know if it's going to happen though. I, I, I Dober's really good, but McKinney does have the skills to potentially put him away. Um, you know, I do definitely believe that Drew Dober should be the um, should be the favorite, and it's coming down to that point where he is probably priced correctly. Um, I saw really early uh, McKinney was almost at plus 200. I was so close to hitting it But I didn't I backed off and I would have got great value because now he's at about minus one or plus 145 um, But anyway going into this fight I um, was looking at a couple different bets as well um, And I got two plays for this fight actually that I, I do like a lot one for the value well both for the value and um Mainly one because I just think it it makes it makes a lot of sense. So uh, official one unit play on fight starts the third round plus one twenty over on DraftKings. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So um, reason why I like this one so Drew Dober really good striker right really calm striker. When, when pressure is put on him, guys start throwing wild. He's really calm, he's really composed, he maintains his um, striking, if you will, and, and throws a lot of good counters out there. Um, McKinney is wild at times. So, you know, that could be a problem for McKinney, just coming in there, wild striking, and, and throwing the pressure on him. Judober's gonna be composed, he's gonna look for the counter shots, he might put you away. Um, I think what McKinney wants to do, and I think his best path to victory, is use his wrestling. His wrestling is pretty impressive. And Drew Dober, over his last three fights, his wrestling defense hasn't been so sound. I mean, I I believe I counted 11 takedowns given up in the last three fights um, over 20 attempts. So he has a less than a 50% takedown defense rate in the last three fights. Um, Granted, one was as Zlamakishev, but... Granted, one was also um, Brad Riddle, and Brad Riddle is a excellent Muay Thai striker. He's not much of a wrestler or a grappler. Can do it, obviously, but you know his strong suit is his Muay Thai. Anyway, nevertheless, I think McKinney is going to have success here with the wrestling early, for sure. Um, I think Dober has a pretty good chin. He's you know he's not going to get clipped by McKinney and get put away. Um, I also think McKinney has a good chin now. He does have two KO losses on his resume. One, however, was due to an injury. And the other was... Uh, it was a flying knee when he was going in for a takedown. You know, what are you going to do? That's going to put out everyone. It was timed well by his opponent, Sean, Sean Woodson. Also a um, a UFC fighter. So I don't hold too much weight to that. Either of those KO losses. I, I think he has a good chin. I think he's durable. Um, and I think, you know, some of these um fight goes the distance fight starts the third round the over i think they're priced incorrectly i do think this one will go the distance but i do like it fight starts the third round i'm playing a little more conservative again um for this one because i'm not sure mckinney's gas tank drew dubber does have a good gas tank good cardio he can put up a good pace and he could potentially finish mckinney in the third round here if mckinney you know goes too hard and um you know, essentially gasses himself out and, and puts himself in that position to get finished. McKinney never being to a third round or a decision in his career. So um, just in case, you know, he's gassed out and gets finished by Dover, I have fight starts the third round instead. Uh, plus 120 over on DraftKings again for one unit. Uh, the second play I have actually is McKinney by decision. Plus 900 over on DraftKings as well. So I'm throwing an official play, half unit on McKinney by decision, plus 900. Over on DraftKings. Um, man, uh, the reason I like this is for pretty much all the reasons I said be- below. Uh, before. McKinney, I think he's got the wrestling advantage. Um, grappling advantage is also there and is close. You know, McKinney does have a lot of submissions on his resume. I didn't note it before, but Dover has pretty good submission defense. He's been submitted a couple times in his career, sure. But they've been the really high-level grapplers. Islam Makashev being one, and he didn't get until the third round. Um, and then Benil Darush, who's also an excellent grappler. Probably the best two grapplers in the division, if you will. Um, and Benil Darush didn't get him until the very, very end of the second round. Um, so again, you know, I think Drober has good submission defense, although his wrestling's poor. So McKinney is going to be successful with the takedowns. I think he's going to get top control time. He's going to land ground and pound shot. He's going to significantly win the first round in my eyes, probably. And probably in everyone's eyes. The second round might be a little closer. But again, McKinney might have that wrestling edge. Get more top control time. Get more ground and pound. Win that second round. Now the third round comes around where the gas tank might deplete. Drew Dober takes over. If he can avoid the finish, Dober wins the third. But McKinney wins 2-1 to on the judges' scorecards. At plus 900, I think it's great value. um, Because toughest opponent to date. Drew Dober has a good chin. Drew Dober has good submission defense. Going to be tough to finish. McKinney, wrestling advantage. A lot of top control time. I, I love this play at plus 900. I think it's an amazing value. Um, so yeah, official half unit play. McKinney by decision, plus 900 over on DraftKings. Moving up the card, we've got Khalil Roundtree versus Carl Roberson. So this one uh, is a pass for me. <laughs> uh, I don't like really either of these fighters, to be honest. Um, this is another one where I'm not sure what's going to happen. I, I, you know, Decisions likely, knockouts likely, submission very unlikely for sure. Um, could come from either side. Could be a close fight. Um, Eileen, Khalil Roundtree, um, he's going to be the bigger guy. He usually does fight at light heavyweight. Carl Rogerson. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, usually fights at middleweight, um, but you know, uh, yeah, this one's just a straight pass for me. I looked at a round three decision plus five hundred. Thought that's pretty decent value. Maybe even a fight goes the distance at plus money, um, fight starts the third round, so on and so on. Uh, but I just ended up just just passing, and yeah, I'm not interested in this fight. Moving up the card, we got Alex Caceres versus suquid Yusuf. This one I thought about for a while, a long time. Um, the play that I looked at for a while was Caceres by submission, plus 1100 uh, Great value. Uh, but at the same time, Caceres doesn't throw up a whole lot of submissions. He throws up about one submission every 30 minutes in his career, technically. Um so I don't really love that. He also doesn't have great wrestling to get it to the ground. He's more of like just eventually finding his way to the back and then getting his remake naked choke. But if he gets to that back, it's super dangerous. Like He can lock in that choke very quickly. Um, I also looked at um, a Yusuf decision, maybe even a knockout. Casares was wobbled and hurt pretty bad his last time out against Sun Moi Choi before he got the victory by submission. Um, so yeah, uh, again, I looked at all these, and I just wasn't confident enough to make a play. I definitely lean probably Yusuf to win this, but again, Kassaris is live for that submission. I think it's his best path, best path to victory, to be honest. He could maybe win a decision, because he is really difficult to hit, and Yusuf could could be challenging for Yusuf. But again, pass. I don't want to put any any, uh, any coin on this fight. Moving up the card, we got Marlon Morales versus Yadong Yidong. I don't like how it's flipped on typology. Um, anyway, uh, this is another one where I'm passing. Uh, you know, obviously I like a Yadong KO TKO plus 100 right now on FanDuel, so you get it at even money, which is nice. Um, but again, Marlon Morales is is pretty dangerous fighter in the first couple minutes and. Uh, although Song Yudong does have a solid, rock-solid chin. He's been clipped really hard before. I, I've seen him take a head kick straight to the head and just eat it, which is crazy. So I don't think Marlon Moraes is going to get the finish. Um, Marlon Moraes, you know, he could play more conservative as well and maybe use the wrestling game. But again, Song Yudong, um, you know, he's he's good at getting back up to his feet. Uh, he's pretty good at stuffing the takedowns. He He trains a team alpha male, so they've been working on that um, wrestling defense for sure and wrestling overall. Um, So, yeah, I mean, uh, a submission is is even probably in play here, too. I didn't even think about that until now. You know, Yidong does have some submission abilities as well. Um, But, yeah, I'm I'm not too convinced on what to do here. Uh, I looked at a couple different spots. This one could end in the first. Could end in the second. I don't see it going to the third, but I don't know. Morales could shock the world and, and get a knockout here. But more than likely, Yong Sedong, Song Yedong, uh, the topology, the way they have it on topology is totally throwing me off. But anyway, I really lean that knockout TK, KO, TKO, prop bet. But I'm not 100% confident to do a straight bet on it. I, I think I'll probably play in a parlay but I don't want to throw it on a straight bet. Um, Yeah, anyway, moving up to the uh, last fight, uh, main event here, we got Thiago Santos versus Magomed Ankalaev. Magomed Ankalayev, a huge favorite here, sitting up at about like minus 600 now, um, which is crazy for light heavyweight and crazy for a guy like Thiago Santos who has potentially um, one-shot knockout power. So, um, Looked at a couple different spots here. Uh, Again... I don't like agree with the price of the line, um, money line right now. But you know, I do definitely agree that Magomed Ankalaev should be a huge, a, a considerable favorite. Um, so what did I ended up going with uh, was Ankalaev uh, official one unit play on Ankalaev money line and over two point five minus one fifteen over on DraftKings. Um, I just think it's a really good price. Uh, Ankalaev he can wrestle, but he doesn't really like to go there often. Uh, he tends to just kind of keep things on the feet and, and kind of piece people up. Thiago Santos has been, uh, his last two fights, very timid, if you will, to throw volume and to fight and to take chances. Magomed Ankalaev, uh, same kind of thing. He's a patient fighter, looks for, you know, the shots, sets them up. Uh, he can, Like I said, he can use the wrestling. He's pretty decent with it, but he doesn't do it often. And, if he does get Thiago Santos down here, you know that could put him in trouble. Santos can Santos can like hold off the barrage for a little bit, maybe, but eventually he, that could be a problem for him. Um, what else did I want to say? Um, anyway, so yeah, what I really favor here is Anka live, probably either going to a decision or getting a late finish. Um, I don't see Santos getting a win here at all. Again, the the KO here is live. Um, But, you know, to me, that would be a fluke knockout against a guy like Ankalaev. He's so technically sound. I think he's just going to piece up Santos over a couple rounds. Maybe eventually take him down, ground and pound him out. But hopefully that's over the 2.5 mark. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, last play on the card. Official one-unit play i of money line and over 2.5 minus 115 over on DraftKings. all right um. all right thanks a lot guys for watching if you enjoyed this video please hit the subscribe button please hit the like button um i have one more video coming out later today my parlay plays i will Probably link the description in this video, Um, so go ahead and uh, check it out after this one if you don't mind. Um, Yeah, if you have any plays that you're playing, uh, let me know down in the comments. If you like any of the fighters going on uh, this week, yeah, just uh, let me know down in those comments. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate you for watching, and I'll see you soon.